always, we got Craig Smith and Mike Taylor. Say what's up, guys. Hold up. That's my new, that's my new intro. I hold the underdog. It's like the ghost channel. I like that. All right, we're going to pass it off to Craig. We got a very, very special guest this week. Craig, let yes, us know who it is. Yes, we do got a special guest. It's the Iceman himself, George Gervin, a 12-time consecutive All-Star, four-time scoring title holder, um, Hall of Fame class in 1996, the only other player in the NBA to have over 25 points a game and shoot over 50% from the field other than LeBron James. Also, he held the record for most blocks by Dwayne Wade. I mean, which Dwayne Wade passed. So that means it was a it was it was a record for a long time. And not only that, he is the only other players with more scoring titles are Michael Jordan and Will Chamberlain. George Goldman, welcome to the show. What's up, Ice? Hey, yeah, doing good, y'all. How y'all doing? Doing good, doing good, doing good. Yeah, good, man. Good to see you, brothers, man. Uh, Good to see y'all reaching out and, you know, want to, you know, uh, hear about some history and uh, hopefully I can give you some of that and some of this wisdom I carry with. So, you know, good Uh, to see you guys. Absolutely. I think it's just perfect just to kind of start off Black History Month like this. This is iconic, man. This is really iconic. And we're really, really thankful to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely starting a month off right. You know what I'm saying? The Black history paying homage to the great, you know what I'm saying, Iceman, who, you know, paved the ways for a lot of the, the greats that the kids don't even know that he's your favorite player, favorite player. You know what I'm saying? So um, just getting into like the come up, you know what I'm saying? How, how did you make it through high school, college at Eastern Michigan? high school in Detroit, you know, just how did you pick your, you know, your college, the draft process, you know what I'm saying? Just take us through, you know what I'm saying? That upcoming, that, 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 that process that you had to take, you know, starting from high school. Well, you know, from high school, I, I started off, you know, I was short and I was about five, nine as a freshman. And, you know, so I was on my way, you know, I was growing um, and then became a, you know, sophomore, I jumped up to 6'6". And, you know, then I, you know, I started playing. And, you know, and then from there, I, you know, I got pretty good. And, and then I went on to college. You know, I went to Long Beach State first to play for uh, uh, Jerry Tarkanian. And didn't like being out in Craig's part of the world, California. And, you know, being from Detroit. And, came on back and played at Eastern Michigan. Uh, you know, at Eastern Michigan, you know, I stayed there for, you know, a couple of years. And, you know, and, you know that's when I started really feeling that I could play, you know, at that next level. Um, you know, I averaged 30-something, 15 rebounds in college. So, you know, I was, uh, you know, confident that, you know, I could play at that next level. So. You know, from there, you know, I left school early and went and played in the CBA. You know, in the CBA, uh, I was 38. And um, Johnny Red Kerr, who was, uh, you know, um, scouting for Chicago and the Virginia Squires, saw me and he called um, the owner of the Virginia Squires, um, who was Earl Foreman, and said that you need to take a look at this kid. And, 
they flew me in um, uh, midway through the season, and and the owner told me to you know shoot around, and I shot around, and you know obviously I could shoot, so I made probably 25 out of 33s and he signed me on the spot. So, you know, it's interesting to me, man, that I'm probably one of the only guys, man, in NBA or ABA, professional basketball, man, that had to shoot for his contract, you know? So that's how I got the, the shot, man, to become a pro, pro athlete in the short version, you know? And that's how, you know, I, um, then y'all know we merged in 76 and, you know, to the NBA and hey man, and I started doing work. So speaking um, on that ABA experience, a lot of people now don't really know what the ABA is or know really, you know, what it entailed, especially the younger generation, like my generation, most people don't have a clue what the ABA is. Do you mind going into detail a little bit about, you know, how the ABA was different from the NBA, what that level of competition was like? Well, you know, back in 73, 72, 73 is when I signed my ABA contract. So y'all, well, none of y'all here, you know, so you got to do research to really understand where that American Basketball League was, um, <clears throat> man. But it was a fun league. You know, we had a lot of 19, 20 year olds, um, you know, at, at that time, I think uh, I know it was Dr. J's league, you know, everybody knew who Doc was, you know, but it was more than Doc there, you know, George McKinnon, you know, had Mel Daniels, Roger Brown, I mean, uh, Freddie Lewis. I mean, you know, these are names that you have to go and do your own research to really find out how great these players was. Um, Artist Gilmore, man, um, you know, my team played with me, James Silas, man, uh, Man, wow, man, Larry Keenan, uh, John Williamson. I mean, you know, again, these names, if you go research, man, you'll see statistically, man, how great these guys was, you know. Um, so when you start thinking about these guys playing today, you look, listen to what I said statistically. Statistically mean, you know, these guys uh, – um, could play because they was consistent, you know, rebounding, scoring, um, you know, everybody talk about Steph shooting the three. I mean, it's a kid named Louis Dampier from the ABA. Look up his statistics and see his three-point accuracy. Um, it'll, it'll blow your mind, man. So, you know, the ABA, man, is to me what make the NBA today we are the foundation of the nba's uh, uh, uh league and how it's playing basketball today man so again man i i would respectfully ask young people if you really love basketball do some research okay and then you know i believe it was your second year with the virginia squatters um they were going through some financial issues and they essentially traded sold you whatever verbiage you want to use there to the spurs for two hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars at the time which we did the math that's equivalent to just under 1.3 million today um what was that experience like for you i mean were you looking forward to going to the spurs were you kind of sad you were leaving your team well i mean you know i guess we can put it since we're talking about what we're talking about black history month and you said sold 
you know, I mean, uh, can we, you know, get people to, to really take a bite out of that? You know, I was so, you know, but I really was. I mean, um, you think about it, um, you know, they bought my contract, you know, um, San Antonio. No, I didn't want to leave. I mean, because I didn't know anything about San Antonio. You know, um, you know, I was in, I was, wasn't married at the time. I was 20 years old. And I was living in Norfolk, Virginia, Norfolk State, you know, so Hampton Institute, you know, uh, Richmond Coliseum. Uh, I'm from Detroit, uh, predominantly black city, and I'm around all black colleges. So why would I want to leave? You know, if you think about it, and then I'm going to Texas where I didn't know nothing about nothing, but only thing I knew from history was Alamo, you know, so I didn't want to go. Um, but that was the path, you know, for me to, uh, you know, carry on my career, you know, so I got to San Antonio and wow, you know, I fell in love with it. Been here ever since, you know, been here 45 years. You know, so yeah, I'm glad that move was was made. You know, how sometimes you can't see, you know, something uh, because you're looking somewhere else. Um, but wow, man, uh, I didn't want to go, uh, but I, I, you know, I had to because that's where I was going to go make my money. And man, I am so glad that I made that change. Uh, you know, it, it just really, man, uh, put me in a a situation, man, where I really could grow. So. I'm, I'm I'm thankful to still be, uh, you know, a part of the Spurs um, history and you know still work for them. I got a, I got a quick question to throw in real quick. <clears throat> Would you say the ABA? I know it was kind of like you know the NBA kind of took some things and expanded some things because they had the capital. But would you say the ABA was is kind of like similar to what they're trying to do with the with the G League nowadays? No, and you know, I'd say what the, to me, what the G League is, is reminds me more in a, a, a baseball aspect of it. Okay. You know I mean? You know, how baseball league. had the yeah. foreign league. Mm -hmm. You know, that's mm -hmm. what kind of like what the G League uh, is. And, and then it, 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 it kind of helps, you know, for, you know, the control aspect where you can know where all the talent's coming from. You know, so uh, the ABA was a league. I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, it had some guys, man, that could flat out play, you know. So for the NBA to merge with them, which they'll never, you know, merge with the G League. Um, but, you know, G League like a filter, you know, where somebody go down, somebody can come up, and then they go back. You know, which I think is a brilliant move. I'm glad they did it because they still create more opportunities for young guys that, you know, is one step from the league. You know, uh, it kind of keep you from going to Europe. You know, I can keep an eye on you here if, you know, if we, you know, create a farm league, you know, like they did. So the ABA was all totally different. You know, the ABA was a league, you know what I mean? And, you know, the NBA did exactly what they should have done you know they merged it and, and and it created a you know another avenue for them to grow you know and because if you think about it in 76 when we merged 
we brought in all these ABA guys. And in 77, if you look at the all-star team, you'll see majority ABA guys, you know. So that's how good we were, you know, we was coming into, you know, the, the league. Plus, you know, we had something to prove. You know, we played against them guys, man. You know, y'all know, you know, we played against them guys was in the league. We already know what we were going against, and they knew what they was going to get ready to go against, you know. Um, you're a perfect example, Mike. I mean, you know, these big guys know you, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you just didn't get that shot. But, you know, okay. Yeah, I wish the, I wish the G League was what it is today for me but, yes. when I was back, you know what I'm saying, when I was coming yes. up. In, yes, yes, yes. You know, but uh-huh. and that's that's the question. You know, I had to answer your question. No, it wasn't like mm-hmm. the G League. G League, like you say, farm league, like mm-hmm. baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, we bringing you up. You know, somebody get hurt, we bringing you up. Yep. You know, the ABA wasn't like that. You know, um, so that was the, the the separation. So, in the ABA NBA merger, what was that process like for you personally? Like, what were some of the changes that you had to get adjusted to um, when you got into San Antonio, being that you already in a comfortable situation in Virginia? Well, I mean, uh, you know, I had to, you know, I, I was playing behind Doc in Virginia, so I was playing behind uh, James Silas in in San Antonio. You know, James was uh, thoroughbred. You know, um, so I played my role. You know, uh, like I said, you know, first thing I said, I always said the game is designed to play one way and not as a team. You know, so I waited my turn. And then, unfortunately, he got hurt. Unfortunate for him, but fortunate for me. You know, then I got my shot. You know, you know, once you get your shot. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, okay. So then I became the man. You know, so I start. You know, I was averaging what twenty one, twenty three for three, four years in a row until I got my shot. You know, um, I think that's important to understand too with young guys. You know, uh, you know, you got to play a certain role till your turn come. Yeah, if it come, I mean, you know, gotta be ready. Yeah, you gotta be ready. So, but when it come, you know, it's like, uh, uh, for real? Okay. I ain't getting it up. You know, I mean, and that was my attitude, you know. Um, you know, then uh, the next couple of years, I started averaging 30, you know. Um, and it's it, it funny to me because we had another kid on my team. I don't know if y'all remember his name, Ron um, um, Brewer play with Arkansas, you know, he played, you know, uh, and uh, I got hurt one time and stuff and, you know, so, you know, I, I sat down for about two or three games. That brother started getting 30 every game. You know, I was there like, oh, dang. So, you know, when I came back off injury reserve. At 50, yeah. I got 50. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was just, you know, I mean, in my own way, I was just saying, oh, I know he can play, yeah. but it ain't his turn yet. Yeah, exactly. You know <laughs> I mean? So, you know, that's the beauty of, you know, you know, having your turn, you know, um, you know, you, 
you know, you 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 know, you you, you patiently wait, and you know, if that time come, you know, she called. Ain't nothing like having the green light. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. don't get the green light, and being trusted with that green light, and being hey, you know, that's one thing my coaches always say about me, man. You know, I ain't really have to take no bad shot if I can shoot anytime I want to. I mean, that's that's definitely a gem that you was just talking about for this younger generation. You know what I'm saying? They in a, a instant gratification stage to where they want to see and get that light just right out the gate without proving themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. that's something that, you know what I'm saying, our listeners, our viewers need to, you know what I'm saying, take a note to it. Everybody got their time. Everybody got their process. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And when it's your turn, when it's your time, you know what I'm saying? You got to make sure that you're ready to hey. keep it. You know, no so, time shine. That's right. So, you know, sure, um, sure. so hey, and then you know, in 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 making it to the next level, when you get in, I mean, they kind of bring you in for a role anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and you know, a guy can be better than somebody else, but that other guy played the role better. Exactly. Huh? You know, that's, I that's mean, a bar that's, right there. That's a bar yeah. right there in itself. Yes, sir. You know, you you know you you got to play your role, man. And then you know, turn come, man, boom. Take advantage of it, you know. So, you know, like you say, Mike, that's a lesson, man. That mm-hmm. the youngsters, man, because you know they do, man. They 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 want it now. I mean, and you know, give yourself a chance, man. You know. Uh, you know, let let the roots grow, you know, and yeah. get in there and stay. And then, you know, uh, take advantage of the opportunity, man. Because, you know, it, all of us know it, it ain't many of us get a real shot. For sure. You For know, sure. at that league, man. So, so um, around 79, 80, the three-point line had came in. How did uh how did that change your game or just like change your mentality? Did 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 uh you had to you know move around um the game just a little bit different because it was extended to that, you know what I'm saying, to that three-point line? Like how did that, you know what I'm saying, addition of the three-point line, how did that change your game, change your mentality? Not at all. It didn't change mine at all. Cause you know, we played in the <laughs> ABA with it, you know. I, okay. I was a scorer you know, and a shooter, and I was accurate, you know, I mean, if I shot 51% for career, that three-point line didn't matter to me, it was a last-second shot, you know, uh, you know, it was a situation shot, you know, I never looked at it any different, it's a, it's a bad percentage shot, yeah, you know, you know, the greats, the greats shoot 40, you know, I mean, so I like getting three points a different way, and one. And one, the old fashioned, yeah. Uh, you know, and <laughs> one, you know, I mean, to me, that's a real three-point play. Mm. But it's designed for entertainment. You know, I never got caught up in that aspect of it because I knew it was a, you know, the bad shot. I could make them. I could bank from three. You know, I mean, I knew I could do it, but. The bank open from the three. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, but that wasn't me. Right. See, I want to take you to the hole and lay it up on you. Or pull up and shoot that little roll. Or I want to pull up and shoot that in between. I was a 
effective. I, you know, I like being effective. You know, I mean, so you know, the three. I mean, you can look at guys today, man, in the league, man. They shoot them threes, man. Some of them, I be saying, wow. And some guys can shoot them real deep. You know, Lillard, KD, Curry. They can all shoot them deep, but then some of them, you be saying, man, he out of his mind. You know, believe me this, Mike and Craig, that four-point play we got is next for them. But so it got to be. It got to be. Mm-hmm. I agree. It got to be. I agree. That's, you know that's getting changer. Hey, there you go. And it's exciting. It's entertainment, right? That's that's yeah. that's what the game is really starting to be about, that entertainment. That's all it's all about. Mm-hmm. It ain't got nothing to do with ball no more. Because you got, what, five, six teams mm-hmm. that's going to always be there. For sure. And, you know, so I say the Globetrotters and the Washington Generals. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, it's only five and six teams that's gonna always be in the end. You know, uh so it's entertainment, you know. Uh and I again I ain't mad at it. I mean, you know, I I had a chance to play at it at the time where it was it was hooping. We were hooping. Y'all know we were hooping, you know, God hold me. Yeah, you know, put your hand on me. You stop my forward progress. You know, put your arms on me. You can't touch me today, man. Come on, man. You can't touch me <laughs> for real. I mean, you know, come on, man. So they had to change the game like that, man, in order to, you know, keep it more entertaining for people can score. Yeah. You know, my my thirty was different than somebody else thirty in these days. Yeah. And what 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 that what what does that thirty equivalent to in today's game? Oh wow, man! I, you what, know, what, people, what would you give it? It gotta be more, more than fifty. Yeah. Oh man, people think I'm bragging, man. So I'll leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> back in the back in that time where like the three point line just got added, would you ever have believed it would become as popular as it is now? Yeah, I did. You know, uh, because this is a situation shot. You know, you down two and somebody hit a three. Come on, man. It's, it, 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 a big three to win it. Fans going to go nuts. Mm, you yeah. know, and I, you know, and that's why I contributed to four point, you know, with you, Cabela. You know, I mean, even in our big three. You yeah. know, you think about it, man. You know, might hit a four and, it, and, and they up three. Mm-hmm. The whole arena go nuts. Go crazy. I mean, so you know, it's entertainment. Yeah, that's the evolution. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I can definitely see it. You see, I mean, you kind of see them putting it into the the three point contest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they slowly sneaking it in there to try to get the fan engagement to kind of you know what I'm saying? See where they can scale it at. So I can definitely see the league pushing that joint to a thirty yeah. foot, twenty eight foot shot yeah. to where it's yeah. worth. Four I mean, think about it. Like I said, some guys shooting it anyway. Yeah, they shooting it. But it just yeah. ain't getting it. It's getting three. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Common sense. I mean, if you're talking about entertainment, how are we going to keep entertaining these people? Mm-hmm. Well, let's do it with a phone. They mad at you today. For sure. They got a they got, he got rights to that. They going to have to pay him to get up out of that. It was brilliant, man. I mean, 
you, you know, I mean, it's brilliant, man, to, to, to come up with, uh, you know, that kind of aspect of the game. Uh, so um, it's the evolution of, of basketball, man. Uh, and, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of my NBA career, man. I'm proud of the league, man. I'm, you know, I'm proud to, you know, be a, a you know, a, just a, a big part of that foundation, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I never cared about the money. I mean, I cared about how much I made, but I ain't care about nobody else's money. You know, I'm just glad that the game has grown. The guys can get paid. Woo. You know, uh, people always say, man, oh, man, you, ain't you mad that you, you know, ain't played in this era? Oh, why would I be that way? People got to get this age. You could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I ain't caught up in, in, in money at all. I love that game. Like y'all. I see how you play. I know you got a passion, you know, and I tell guys, man, this is what separate guys. You know, I tell Craig, you two ways. You say, man, I love the game. I say, okay. I said, but I was in love with the game. There's a big difference. Because when you're in love, I don't let nothing come in between it. When you're in love, you be saying, well, where are we going tonight? You know, how you doing? But when you're in love with it, Ain't nothing coming in between me and what I need to do to get better. Nothing. That's a bar, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> That's a bar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, when you're in love with something, come on, we all in love with something. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. We in love with it or we just love it. I was in love with basketball. You know, I mean, and it it shows. So, you know, these guys today, man, a lot of them, man, they love it. They love what it do for them. I in love it. I love what I did for it. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Iceman, let's um, let's talk about like how you used to get ready for the games. Like, did you have rituals or anything you did like before the game to prep yourself to get ready? Okay, yep. I, I always took a nap before the game. You know, um, so you know, I always after lunch, after uh, shoot around, I sleep for two or three hours. Then I go shoot around, and then I stretch. I always stretch before the game, 30, 40 minutes. I had to train or stretch every game. You know, uh, you know, I ain't nothing perfect, but that was my regimen. Yeah. You know, and um, that was my routine. You know, I wasn't, I didn't have no uh, what they call it, uh, they call them things, man, where, you know, you just don't do something before a game. Uh, that was my routine, yeah. you know, before the game, you know. Uh, and you know, I got into it. You know, yeah. kind of like meditated on what I was getting ready to do. Yeah. You know, and then the guys that I was gonna play against. You know, I mean, you know, you have certain guys that can hold you. You know, yeah. certain guys, man. I had to like Dennis Johnson. Mm. You know, I tell Dennis all the time, man. You know, uh, he, he one of the best defensive guys that defended me. You know, size wise, and you know, but I used to get a hard thirty on him. You know, mm. and. You know, a guy like uh, uh, T.R. Dunn, 
when you get hard 30 on one, you ain't gonna stop me, but you'll make it harder. You know, um, so I used to think about that, you know, when I was playing, who I was playing against, Jamal Wilkes, Michael Cooper, you know, still gonna get 30, it's gonna be a little harder, yep. you know, so that's that meditation. Yeah, manifesting. Yeah, uh, I, I meditated for games, man, stretching, you know, I mean, I had a routine. Again, because I was in love with the game. Okay. You know, I ain't just love it, man. I was in love. You know, kind of like my wife. I'm in love with her. You know, do anything for her. Same concept. Yeah. You know, my, my God. I'm in love with my God. You know, do anything to learn. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I think that's what separates us, you know, from, uh, these guys playing today. I ain't saying I ain't saying you ain't nobody in love with it. You know, I mean, but we as ball players, we can see who in love with it and who did love it. We can pick them up. Yeah. Me, yeah. me and you and Mike T can say, oh, I don't love the game, man. Yeah. You know, he just it's like hitting the lottery. He just walked in 7-Eleven and played the number and he got <laughs> 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 Who's a player today that you would say for sure is in love with the game? Kyrie Irving. In love. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Seth Curry, in love. You know, Kevin Durant, in love. You know, uh, Draymond Green, in love. You know, um, you know, you know, just a few. You know, LeBron James in love. You know, I mean, so, you know, they in love with the game. Some more, but them the ones come off the top of my head. Okay. And then you completely changed the course of NBA history. You changed the game of basketball as its its own when you brought the finger roll to the game. So we kind of wanted to know, you know, how did that, you know, come about like how did you incorporate that into your game what made you think of that because you were kind of the first to do that well okay and see then that's you'll you'll get my version because that's your version i i I, will chamberlain had his own version you you know look at it connie hawkins had his own version and doc you know um i'm a student of the game so i watched the game and I fell in love with that. You know, at, at one point in my career, you couldn't dunk. You know, I mean, you know, in high school, we couldn't dunk in the 70s. Yeah, 70s. We couldn't dunk, you know, because who changed that rule? Was it Will or was it Kareem? They changed the rule because they were dunking on folks and stuff. So I watched them guys, man, and I kind of imitated them. You know, in, in 1997, when we, we became the 50 greatest, I was at the table talking to Will, Connie, Doc. I think George Mikan was there. And Will say, hey, man, you know, man, you know, you stole my finger roll. And, and uh, <laughs> Connie Hawkins say, no, man, you know, he, you know, he, he took it from me. And then Doc say, well, yeah, man, he played with me, man. So I say, man, look, fellas, I took a piece from each one of you guys. And I made it famous. That's 
how the finger roll became uh, a part of my game. I ain't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, it reminds me of this. Awesome. If, if you seven foot and ain't got a hook shot, you out your mind. It's like, wait a minute, I, you, you ain't got to try nothing else. You can't do that with both hands and you seven foot, you ain't in love with the game. You know, I mean, we ain't seen nobody up throw a hook like him. You probably won't see nobody finger roll like me. That's a different game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but a hook shot, I threw him. I threw left and right, man. Game situation. Can't stop it. You know, so when you're in love with the game, you study it. Yeah. You watch the ones that you like, you know. You watch the ones that do things like you do. And you add them to your game. You know, guys don't, don't do that today, man. They don't. They put your own flair. Guys don't do that today. You know, guys, you, you know, ain't nothing wrong with, you know, you know, trying to do something, but why? Why I'm going to fix something ain't broke? You know, you, you want to know why I shot 51%. I mean, I had a lot of guys, man, that I admired and looked at, man, and added it to my game. That's why I ain't shoot the three that much. You know, I pull up on you, shoot a two. Well, I lay it up on you. Or I make you go and say, man, I almost got that. I say, a whole lot of them almost. <laughs> you know, that's fine to me. <laughs> that's artistic. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, awesome. think about it, Mike. Oh, for sure. That's tough. You're artistic. That's, that's real skill. That's skill. Being able to take something and then recreate it and it put, your, put your flair on it and, you know what I'm saying, be effective with it. You know what I'm saying? That's an undervalued, that's an undervalued, like you were saying, um, just that creativity. That's a, yes. that's a, that's a form of art. That's a form of yes. expression. You yes. know what I'm saying? That's a, that's an undervalued part of the game. Yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead, Craig. I think it's on you. So Ice. Let's talk about uh, your playing experience in Chicago with Jordan. How was that? You know, for me, it was fun. I mean, because, you know, I I got a chance to see, you know, that young man early, you know, and, uh, you know, I was on my way out. You know, I was 36. You know, I had my turn, you know, and to be able to be around him and, you know, just to kind of see Another brother in love with the game. <laughs> that brother there, man. He, man, that brother practiced so hard in practice, man. Uh, it kind of scared me, you know what I mean, to see a drive in a young man like it was in him. You know, uh, you know, we talk about winning and losing. And, you know, it all depends how you look at what winning and losing is. You know, uh, he ain't never like lose. He ain't not like losing nothing. You know, so that was a drive that he had, you know. So, you know, for me to to be able to, you know, uh, be around him at that age, you know, I, I knew where I was coming, you know, on my way out. You know, I had my turn, you know, you know, you, you know, you know, like I know it hurts to get in shape. And yeah. it, it hurts, you know, I mean, it's, some, it's a lot of pain, come, you know, getting in shape, you know, um, and 
and, and then that year, man, he got hurt. So he had to watch me for 35 games, mm. you know, but I was older, you know, I mean, but, you know, I still had flashes, you know, I always told him, I say, well, you know, you kind of with the old ice man, uh, ice man, I say, but the ice man of old show up sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and I did. You know, I showed up sometimes. You know, I mean, with the Dallas and stuff, man, I'll never forget it. Man. You know, we're playing Dallas. I mean, I got 35 at half. And he was sitting there watching me. You know, and he always joked me about it either day. You know, uh, he say, uh, he didn't say nothing to me. You know, he clapped me. You know, he was a uh, supporter. But at the end, I only had 45. And he started laughing at me. He said, ah, what, what happened, old man? I mean, I was hey, I was just kind of showing you how it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, me and him still talk about that today. You know, I mean, he'll see me and he'll laugh at me. He'll tell that story. I mean, he's killing them. And then all of a sudden, he only got 45. I'm saying, hey, man, I had my turn. You know, I quit at 36. I could have still played. I wasn't in love with it no more. Mm. So I couldn't give what I gave when I was in love with it. What I'm going to do? Fool myself? So it was a pleasure to play with him. Did I see him becoming the player that he was, potential-wise? Yeah. Did I think he was going to be as great as he was? How could I? You know? Only time tell. You can get hurt, you know. I mean, you can get lost, you know. Um, he stayed true to the game, man, because he loved. He was in love with it, and he became the greatest man, you know, in his era. You know, I mean, we can all say he's the greatest of all time, and then you got to use what criteria. I don't compare guys, man, you know, because um, I started with Doc and I finished with Mike. People always say, well, who were the best? You know, I could cut it short and say I was. And they'll <laughs> stop talking. Because <laughs> in this day, I tell any of them, man, none of them could score like me. I don't care. You won. Yeah, you won championship because I know they, you know, they kind of, your criteria of being great is championship. Ain't neither one of them beat me one-on-one. Mm. I put money on that today. Ooh. Beat me the one-on-one, buddy. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, they may have a different opinion, you know, but that's all it is because I got facts. Beat me one-on-one, man. That was my game, you know. Have, hey, to me, they ain't have enough tools. You know, Doc was a scorer. Mike was a scorer most of his career, and then he became a scorer and a shooter. I was both. You know, I ain't bragging. I'm just facking. I'm just facking. 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 Okay, so I, I kind of, I'm, I'm still going to give you this question, but it's kind of been a topic of what, a topic of the whole show that we've been talking about. It's that in love factor. Um, what made you keep on playing overseas, like after the NBA career, and what was that like? You was in what, well, Spain. No, I was in. I started in Rome. 
Okay, started in Rome, Italy. I started in Rome, Italy, and played for Banca de Roma. Um, you know, I was on my way out, like I said, you know, and it was an opportunity, you know, for me to, uh, you know, kind of come down. You know, we on that big old high, high you know. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, and, you know, some of us crash, you know, and some of us come on down. It, it helped me come on down, you know, and um, so I played there a year. You know, uh, beautiful. My family went over there. We went to inter- they went to international school, and you know, they got a chance to see another culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I played in in Spain, Banca de, uh, with Manresa. You know, and played there for a year, and it it was great, man. I mean, it was a good way for me to say I'm done. You know, and still get paid. You know, and then you know, again, a little that, you know, a, a different culture. You know, it helps my kids, you know, sooner or later, you know, because, you know, man, that game take us away from what we really love, man. And that's that family, you know, you're going to have to, I don't care, you know, you know, and and I say that to say that I was proud of, of Brady, you know, you can't do this forever. You know, you had your turn. You know, sit down. <laughs> let somebody else have a turn. You know, I mean, what about my wife? What about my baby? Yeah. When they turn coming, you know, That's for the- somebody to be able to see that man, I'd be proud of him, you know, as a father and, and as a husband, you know, because uh, we don't be with them a lot during our careers. Sure. You know, I mean, they looked over, you know, uh, so to see him do that and, you know, and like when Mike was asking me playing in Europe, man, it was a good way for all us to be together and come down together, you know, so it was a blessing for me, man, to, to play overseas, man, career was over, you know, I remember one day, I was after 25 in, uh, in Italy and uh, the owner came to me and say, where the I man? Where is the ice band? I was saying, man, you 20 years too late. <laughs> <laughs> I was done. You know what I mean? I had my turn. You know, I mean, you know, you, you know, it's one way to walk away, and there's another way to get thrown out. You know, I like to walk away. You know, my one of you can't beat the walk away in anything in life. You can't beat the walk away, man. I wish a lot of other players had that, you know what I'm saying, mentality of passing the game or passing the game along. You know, you just at, at some at, at some point, you know what I'm saying, you just in a way. It's a young dude that can come in and get that experience and get that experience things like that. So Yeah, man, you, you know, get out of their way, man. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know it's tough, man. It's tough. Not to hear the roar of the crowd no more, uh, you know. I mean, who don't like to be praised? You know, I mean, you get caught up in that, man. I mean, all praises go to Jehovah to me, you know. I mean, so when you get caught up in that part of your world, man, you get lost, man. You know, you lose yourself, man. So, you know, it, it, it was a pleasure, man, for me to to be able to walk away from the game like that, man. But you know, again, like I said, I wasn't in love with it no more. You know, it's a lot of stress, man. Yeah. You know, y'all know it. Y'all have played it. Definitely. 
there's a lot of stress go with this game, man. You know, you can ruin yourself. You know, so not only yourself, but those around you, like you were saying, that family component. Like you kind of, you know what I'm saying, being, you know, coming with that game, it's, a, you know, that ego be up there high, that pride be up there high. Yeah, you know what man. I'm saying? So if, if, yeah. you, if you ain't got a, a good gauge of yourself, not only do you lose yourself in it, you kind of lose that, that love for your family and love, yeah. for your, you know what I'm saying? The people coming up, up under you. So yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's definitely an undervalued yeah. Yeah. Uh, lesson yeah. in that. Man, you know, one of my favorite words, you know, I always tell people, man, everybody needs a somebody. Mm. Everybody needs a somebody, man. You know what? You know, you ain't come here by yourself. Mom and dad, man. Mom and dad did that. You popped out. You know, you, everybody needs a somebody, man. So once you lose that concept, you lost. You know, I mean, you're totally lost, man. So I love life, man. I love people. You know, I love the opportunity, man, that, you know, my creator gave me, man, to have that ability to play that game. You know, and I'm thankful, man, because I know so many guys, man, wanted to do the same thing, man, that just didn't get that opportunity, man. You know, so, you know, that's what I would say to young guys, man, you know, man, enjoy this, man, you know, be in love with it, man, because everybody don't get to do it. You know, I mean, make a way for somebody else, man. Stop just thinking about you. You know, think about that next one, man. Think about your little brother, man, your little nephew, man, your little sister, man, and be a good example for him. You know, man, because, man, the world, man, the world's chew you up and spit you out. Real quick. You know, and then laugh at you as they spit you out. So speaking of praise, um, you've gotten a lot of praise over your time and you will for the rest of your life and past that. Um, you know, in 1996, you got that ultimate nod when you got inducted into the Hall of Fame. We'd love to kind of hear a little bit more about, you know, what that 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 experience was like for you. And, you know, I actually watched the your induction speech last night and, you know, you always kind of brought it back to your family and the people that supported you, you know, throughout your career. It wasn't really about basketball at that point to you. It was about the people that, you know, helped you along your journey. So we'd love to hear a little bit more about that. You know, I always told my guys, man, you know, because a lot of my high school guys and buddies was there in the audience. And I was really speaking to them, man, you know, and, and letting them know, man, you know, this is y'all too. You know, I didn't get this by myself. You know, I mean, you guys, man, beat me down and got me better, you know, and motivated me and loved me. And, you know, and look what we got, you know, and, and that's what I wanted them to know. You know, I mean, you know, the Hall of Fame, man, it's a, you know, it, it tells you, man, that you took it to another level, man, for them to put you, you know, in that position, man, to be called, you know, a Hall of Fame. You know, so I appreciated it. You know, um, I ain't played this game to be a Hall of Famer. You know, I, I keep going back to what our topic is, man. I played it because I was in love with it. I, I gave it my best, man, and I was successful because of my approach to the game. You know, and they put me in the hall for it. Thankful. You know, uh, uh, I'm just... Uh, very honored, man, to, uh, to become a uh, you know Hall of Fame basketball player. There's no fifty greats, like 
You know what I'm saying? You, that's that's a step. That's going to outlive yourself, you know? Um, for those who don't know the story, I want to get into, you know, how did that nickname, the Iceman, come from? Like, me personally knowing you, you know what I'm saying? Been rocking with you for like three years in the big three. Like, man, it's just a picture perfect name. Like, like you got one of the, like, if it doesn't match your persona, your, your, your aura, the ice man, like you just a smooth dude. So can you kind of like tell us like, how did that name come about? <laughs> well, you know, it came up. Fatty Taylor is the guy, and he was my point guard at Virginia Squires, man. He the one started calling me Iceman. And, and again, my background, I'm from Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from Detroit, you know, I mean, what? I grew up in the inner city. Cold in the city. Yeah, cold. I mean, so, <laughs> you know, I'm a gator guy. You know, I'm, I dress. You know, I wore Borsellini. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I just had that style of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I carried it with me when I went to Virginia. You know, I had an Eldorado. I mean, I'm inner city guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, you know, we are a part of our environment. Environment for sure. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I mean, I, you know, I grew up around pimps and and the girls. You know, the the, the wayward corner, girls, the corner yeah. hustlers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, That's a Midwest them, thing. You know what I'm saying? They don't yeah. know. Hey man, I grew up around that man. I mean, you know, and I saw it, and I was in their cars with them. I saw their lifestyle, and I didn't have a dad in my life at that time, you know. So you kind of gravitate to that type of image. Yeah, to the streets. That's that's what we had. That's what we had. That was, you know, I'm saying right there in our vision to look up to, like the flashy cars, the girls coming up to those cars, like. That was that's part of my upbringing too. So I, you know what I'm saying, I kind of get, you know what I'm saying, turned up when I hear you speaking about that because that's yeah, just that's, part that's of how our, we came up. Sure. I mean, and you know, and but them guys loved me and they saw I had a future, you know. So no matter what they were doing, I mean that's their choice, mm-hmm. and you know, I ain't a judge. They was always good to me. They wouldn't, yeah. you know, wouldn't let me get caught up in that lifestyle. You know, so when I went to the pros, you know, I'm in Virginia, you know, come on, man. I'm in, a, you know, Norfolk, Virginia. Country. And I got <laughs> nothing but city. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, And then I was always a jazz man. Okay. You know, so, you know, I've always been a Miles and Coltrane and Thelonious, you know, kind of guy and stuff. And so they always said, man, a man listen to music with no words. And I thought, well. I was my style, you know? So Fatty started saying, you know, that's how he started calling me Ice. You know, he was saying, man, you know, you know, so I, he used to call me Iceberg Slim. You know, hey. and I kept saying, you know, hey, man, you know, I, hey, I know who hey, Iceberg is. <laughs> <laughs> but that ain't, I, that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that feelings about me. You know, um, so, you know, Fatty, you know, he understood what I was saying. And he just said, well, nice man. That's how I got my nickname. I don't tell everybody this, you know, because everybody won't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I bring it to light to you, brothers, man, because I know you'll understand it. 
you know, so that's how I got mine. But I think what really make me who I am is what I feel about other people. I treat people like I want to be treated. You know, so in that sense, you know, I don't have very much problem with people. And then my upbringing, which a lot of guys come up in inner cities, understand. You know, uh, I never get ice cubes and say, man, you remind me of my uncle. Oh. You, know, you know, I mean, it's like, hey, I had uncles with like that. I had one uncle I never had a chance to tell, man. He used to always tell me, you know, he was an athlete. You know, he was a Buffalo soldier, you know, played baseball always, you know, very athletic. He's always saying, you know, come here, man. He took me to the to the garage, man. He would say, man, tell me this, man. How many pro basketball players, man, use their left hand and play right hand? And we started sitting around thinking, wasn't many. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that, that go that somebody again. Everybody needed somebody, you know. I started, I started using it. It became natural. You know, I mean, go to the whole, I lay it up to the left as well as I lay it up to the right. So to me, man, that helped mold me as a person. You know, uh, I don't think I'm cool. I just think I'm me. I'm me, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Now, how you perceive me, that's up to you. But you got to know what cool is and know if I'm cool or not. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else might think I'm corny, but I'll be saying, like, I know you corny. You think I'm corny. Because, <laughs> 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 hey you know, I feel good about me, man. I feel good where I am in my life today. You know, um, I love, like I said, yeah, I'm a relationship guy. I love people, man. You know, um, some people, uh, money make the world go round. People make the world go round for me. You know, that's why I appreciate about you brothers, man. And, you know, that's why, you know, I enjoy coaching in the big three. You know, I like, I, I enjoy coaching and being around you and Craig and, and then my son. You know, I like that setting. You know, um, it's fun for me, man. And, uh, you know, and I, I appreciate what y'all do for, you know, us as a team, man. We, you know, we definitely going to win one sooner or later. I'm itching for it, too. I had my bag packed for the Bahamas, boy. First, as soon as I seen that for the playoffs, I I had swimming trunks ready. I'm be on the beach. Y'all don't know what everybody else is going to be doing. I was trying to hide the drinks with the umbrella straw in them. So, Ice, what? All right, what's the best basketball era in your opinion? And uh, second part to the question, would you pick a different era to play in if you had the opportunity to as well? No, I like 70s, 80s because that's where I played. I mean, uh, I think that's where the game was really just, you know, played, you know, and, you know, and, and guys competed, you know what I mean? And we can go to dinner afterwards and appreciate each other playing hard. You know, that's what I, I say about the 70s and 80s, man. I mean, uh, 
and I wouldn't want to play in another era. You know, I really appreciate my time in the league, you know, and playing against the guys I played against, man. Um, you know, man, when you're satisfied, you don't worry about nothing now. You know, I mean, you know how they talk about, you know, guys, greatest this, greatest that, greatest this, he's the greatest scorer of all time and all that. I'd be saying that, you know, that's opinion. Because if you do analytics, that guy you talking about ain't nowhere next to that guy that you ain't talking about. You know what I'm saying? See, so the, the league now is more of an opinion. You know, it, it, a whole lot of a-holes got opinions. You know, but when you break it down and you really study it and you do, like you say, the analytic part, man, the cream rises to the top. You know, and stuff, man. So I'm good, man, where I am in this game, man. And I ain't never won a championship. I ain't, it ain't like I ain't tried. Right. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't get there. You know, so do I feel like my career fell short? Hell no. By no means. You had 50 you know? on the motherfuckers who was winning the championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, so, you know, it's that's what they sell today. Yeah. You know, you only had a, a great career if you had a championship. But, you know, that's misleading. You know, um, and it, it, it don't affect me. You know, it makes me want to say something sometimes. But it's best to keep your mouth shut. You know, I mean, in this day and time, man, you know, they could take that narrative, man, and make it make you look bad. You know, so I'm I'm good with the time I played in this league, Craig, and, and that era that I played in, man, uh, this is the best thing, you know, for me, because I played in it, you know, I didn't play in these other eras, and, you know, and I don't criticize the next man, you know, um, you know, one thing we all got, man, the ability to make choices, and you got a conscience, you know, to be that judge, so I'm good where I'm at. Kind of speaking on that a little bit, and, and you know, we kind of touched on it earlier with uh, Mike talking about how the younger generation is all about kind of flashiness and, and highlights nowadays versus, you know, the grind to, you know, actually work on improving and becoming a better player. Um, do you sometimes feel that you are kind of underrated or underrespected by the younger generations? And with that, we kind of had a specific story in mind of, when you dropped 63 points in 33 minutes to get that scoring title. So we were wondering if you could talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, I don't, you know, young guy, you ain't gonna know me if you don't research me. Most people don't research. So, you know, that's why, I mean, you know, that's for knowledge. Who's trying to get knowledge? You know, most of these kids today, man, they got a pocket full of money. They're trying to figure out how to spin it. You know, what a guy like me would tell him, man, how much you make, how much you earn, how to keep. You're going to have some when you're through. You know, that's the message I give him. Uh, I think that's greater than, you know, what I've done. You know, uh, me getting that 63 in 33 minutes is something special. I mean, because it's under the, the situation I had to get it. You know, I led the league scoring all the way to the last game. And then David Thompson ended up, you know, scoring 73 and taking it over. You know, so for me, fortunately for me, I played that night. He played that afternoon. 
you know. So he played in Detroit too, man. He got 73 in Detroit, man. And so everybody started calling me, man. That brother got 73, man. You need 59. I say, okay. You know, and uh, I was in a, a great situation, man. Again, man, everything to me about relationship, man. So my coach, Doug Moe, who I had a great relationship with, and my teammates. You know, we went over the locker room, and I was in New Orleans. We went over the locker room, and they say, man, David say, I mean, uh, coach say, man, David got 73, man. They fed him the ball and stuff, man. Got 73, man. Take the lead, uh, scoring lead from George, man, for Mike. And, uh, and he said, man, let's, let's get it back. And all my guys say, okay. You know, so, hey, man, I went to work. You know, uh, missed my first six shots. Hey, y'all, I missed my first six call yeah. time out. Yeah. I said, ah, oh, man, don't worry about it, man. Hey, you oh, know, I need, I need 59. You know, so I know I need 59. So my guys motivated me. Oh, come on, come on, man, come on, man, forget that. And, you know, I was really hoping they would say that. You know, I mean, <laughs> 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 they, they, they threw me back out there, Mike. They threw me back out there. Uh oh, I hit my first one. Got twenty that quarter. Ooh. Second quarter. Uh oh, that brother, that brother rolling. Got thirty three. I need 59. So, you know, so I ended up, you know, I mean, I already know I had it then. You know, I had 53 at half. And uh, I took another 15 shots, man. I was just, you know, BSing then. You know, you know, you, you, I, I know I'm there. You know, and uh, ended up getting 63 points in 33 minutes, man. Won my first scoring time. You know. <laughs> How many do you think you could have got if you had played uh, that? You know, I mean, that's hindsight, man. You know, I ain't never really got caught up in hindsight. But, you know, since you asked me, you know, I, I, <laughs> I start, you think about it, man. You think about um, another 30 Kobe. Yeah. You know, you think about Kobe. He got 80. See, but again, that wasn't my point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because, you know, it's a, it's a, a perfect lead in. Man, you only played 33 minutes, just 48 minutes into t- a game. So you had another how many minutes left? Um, 38, and I played 33. I had 15 more minutes. Mm-hmm. All right, it only took me 33 to get 63. So do your own addition. If I'm rolling. Points. That's another 30 ball. There you go. You Might know, I mean. 40. So, you know, I mean, again, I say it's hindsight, man. And, you know, I, I hate it, you know, that you do that hindsight. Because you got to do what you do when you got a team do it, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, or you had this, you know, and that's, that what if. yeah, man, I ain't in a what if. Mm-hmm. What was I supposed to do? I was supposed to get 59 to get the first scoring title. I got 63 in 33 minutes, you know, and it wasn't no three-point line. You know, when uh, Clay Thompson <laughs> broke my record, he got 27 points of threes. So they called me up and say, Ice, man, Clay broke your record. He ain't break my record because it wasn't no three-point shot when I got mine. 
Mm. So I think y'all ought to put an ostrich behind it. They hung up on me. Ooh, that's a bar. That's a fact, <laughs> though. That's a fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, too. Don't bother me again. You know, hey, <laughs> you know, I mean, I that was a for me. You know, man, I was uh, uh something special. Pete Mavis was on the sideline rooting me on. He was with New Orleans at that time. Again, everybody needs a somebody. Now I got another artist on the sideline motivating another artist, which was me, to throw down. Mm. Come on, man. You know, I mean, what could be greater than that, man? You know, I, I just don't see it, man. So, you know, Clay saw me in New York that year. And he said, man, I ain't break your record. I said, young fellow, what you did was special because I don't think he missed. I say, so yeah. don't get it caught up, man. Don't don't go by that narrative that they that they talking about. I know you didn't break it. <laughs> <laughs> and I went off laughing, man, because that's all it was was a laughing matter. Didn't matter to me. I had it for thirty some years. You know, so I know, man, come on, man. How you get caught up in, you know, I did a big story on it, man, you know, and the guy that did the story for me, man, did it right. You know, he could have been one of them guys say, oh, man, old man, jealous and all that. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't play it like that. He really took the right narrative to how I was presenting it to him, you know, and it showed no bias, man. Come on, man. I told you, man, I'm confident about what I did, man. It's history. It's his story. When that Iceman special is set to release? Probably playoffs. Okay. Okay. Probably playoffs, man. It, is, it's, it should be interesting, man. I, I got some, some great guys on there, man, that I played against. And, you know, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I ain't even named it yet. You know, my wife and my kids on it, you know, and, you know, and I, David, you always, always say, you know, well, what I'm going to say, say you, you know, I mean, and to me, man, that that's the most important part, you know, I mean, to, to go through a career with my family and kids growing up and, 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 and my wife, you know, I've been married 45 years. You know, I mean, nice. so yeah, man. I mean, it ain't been yeah. easy. She wanted, you know, she... <laughs> <laughs> a few times, <laughs> countless times. I already know. That's oh, a... yeah, man. You know, I mean, they say, you know, what the secret is to it is being forgivers of each other. Mm. That's got deep, ain't it? Yeah. Cause we all imperfect, you know. I mean, so I'm 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 very fortunate, man, to you know to understand that, you know, um, cause that man look in the mirror, man. Which one of us perfect? Oh, it ain't that guy in the mirror. Definitely, for sure. You know, so hey, man, we live and learn, man. We're here to help each other become better men. 
one of my main goals, man, is our responsibility as older men is to teach younger men to be better men. Oh. I live by it. Agree, absolutely. Live by it, man. So with this recent incident that happened, right, with Carmelo, how was your era different in regards of fan interaction with players? Hey, man, it's funny to me, man. I be saying, wow, man, you work for 100 million, man. And you let a guy, man, just come in off his job, man, making $15 an hour irritate you. Okay. They used to holler at me all the time. Girl, you ain't this, you ain't that, you ain't this. You know what I did? I ignored them. I ain't going to give you the pleasure to let you know I hear you to become part of this game, buddy. It bothers me, man, that these guys can be so sensitive to these people in the stands. You don't touch me, you're all right with me. You touch me, I'm going to knock you out. You can say what you want to say to me because I don't hear you. You know, it bothers me, man, that these young guys, man, are so sensitive, man, what these people say in the sands, man. It really bothers me, man. You know, you ain't a part of the game unless I make you a part. That's how I look at it. But it's, it's very true because, like, if you do decide to interact, then, yeah, you are feeding onto that energy and allowing that energy to creep into the game. Versus right, be too big to respond to that because you are. makes sense. I mean, I used to have a guy, man, every time I played in Washington, sit behind the bench and just rattle on me. I ain't up here much attention. I mean, and they was probably saying some real oh, bullshit. Oh. Mike, Back in the 70s scary. and the 80s, for sure. Scary. For sure. Hey, hey, this, this is how I won. I never said nothing back to him. He was sounding so stupid that the people around him started saying, shut up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, so I won. Yeah. You know, I won, you know, by not responding. Because I'm going to get 40 on you no matter what you say. <laughs> but I ain't going to say nothing to you. I don't hear you, you know? I mean, that's another lesson to them young brothers, man. Come on, man. You know, mm -hmm. you carrying a wheelbarrow, you carrying a wheelbarrow full of money to the bank and that guy there, man, he, he could barely buy a beer and you letting him irritate you. <laughs> they reading every comment, so you know they hearing every word being said. So, man, it's, on, just a, man. it's just a different, it's just a different, uh, it's a different day and time, you know? It is, man. I mean, you know, I, a lot of our guys are sensitive, man, and, you know, and let everything get to them. Come on, man. You're in a place, man, where they have dreams to be, you know? So I just go to show you, man, uh, do money really make you happy? You know what I'm saying, man? Come on, man. How many of us ain't got nothing, man? And this guy got hundreds of millions, man, and he let a peon bother him. You know, to me, touch me, you're probably done. Say what you want to say to me in that kind of setting. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, man. You know, you paid your ticket. You know, you go ahead and say, if I pay attention to you, then you win. I ain't going to let you beat me, man. No. Um, what would you say was the most important part of uh, staying dominant as you did? For so long, you know, with the 12, 12 years, 12 all-star nights in a row, 
four-time scoring champion. Um, like what what was that? What was that most important factor you would say to help you uh, stay at that level? Preparation. I didn't mind practicing. I didn't mind working out. You know, my fact I loved it because I knew it'd help me. You know, I always look at it like this. Somebody else working just as hard as I am. So if I don't work, they're working more than I am. So they got the advantage. But if I keep doing what I'm supposed to do, they still got to catch up. That's what motivated me. That love love versus being in love, huh? There you go. It always come back to that. You know, I got a four, 500 every day. Mm. Every day. Come on, you ain't gonna shoot 50 some percent, man, of a career, not getting them up. That don't work. For sure, for sure. You know, put in the work, man. You put in the work, you put in the work, man. It's simple. Anything that you in love with, you put in the work to make it better for you. Mm-hmm. Anything, it works for anything. You know what I mean? So I ain't got to do it, ball. Get out. Yeah, man, there you go, man. You know, so, you know, I think you too, you'd be more satisfied, even if it don't turn out maybe the like you want. Mm -hmm. But you put in it to do your best. Yeah. You know, so sometimes, you know, we just ain't got control how the end come out. I sure thought we can beat L.A., man. And I got artists and Mike Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Man, I just knew we can beat them guys, man. This never happened. And then, and then, just just piggybacking off that one thing which you were saying, like just looking in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Once you once you know that you prepared yourself and you put your all in, you can look in that mirror and be, you know what I'm saying? Content. Be, be, hey, be comfortable with what you see. For sure. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, man. Mm-hmm. Ain't no shortcuts, man. You know, you start taking shortcuts, man, you're going to fall short. You know, ain't no shortcuts, man, to success, man. You know, I mean, 99.9 of the successful people would tell you, man, what they did to be successful. You know, and I ain't talking about the ones that inherited it. I'm talking about the ones that worked to get it, make it happen. So, so y'all, Man, y- um, y- y'all do this what every week? Yep. Yeah. y'all, man. We we just got a few more questions, Ice, for you. Um, being a part of the Spurs community and being around so many greats, um, what is it like being able to build relationships with some of the great people that you have friendships with? Good man, I'm a friendship kind of guy, man. You know, I'm a relationship kind of guy, man. So you know, I've been here. San Antonio with Spurs, man, uh, you know, again, 40-some years. And I saw David Robinson era. You know, I saw Tim's era. You know, and now I see this new era. Don't don't have a, uh, you know what we call it. They don't have a, a franchise guy. You know, they rebuild it. You know, so I saw the championships. And you know, I got a great relationship with Pop, you know, with Tim and David. You know, um, I don't hang out with them. You know, I don't go dunner with them. And I, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that, you know, they, I'm older. I mean, we yeah. got different interests, you know, but we respect one another, you know, and, um, 
The new kid Murray, though, he's. I was just about to say he slapped him. Yeah, Murray. Yeah, yeah, he's showing some signs of being a real deal factor out here. Uh, you know, I went to the game uh, a month ago, and, uh, and 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 the reason why I could tell he's in love with it because he came over and hollered at me. Ooh. You know, you, you know what I mean. That's so, right. yeah. So for a young man to recognize, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to humble himself, look at me in my eyes and shake my hand and show me that love, told me a lot about him. You yeah. know, um, so you know, for me, that's special. You know, uh, let me. He in love with the game. He, he is gonna be something. He, boy, he played. He, he played last night, boy. He was shooting mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. I was saying, wow, look at that young fella. You know, um, my, my wife always my, oh yeah, he kind of look like you. I said, honey, he ain't as handsome as your husband. <laughs> 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 but I love our relationship here, man. Um, you know, I started my programs here. You know, I, I got charter school. I didn't have for 25 years, K to 12, you know, we're a school, you know, graduated a lot of kids. Uh, I have one in Phoenix, I'm in the education, uh, you know, so uh, I have programs for, you know, drug rehab. I have programs for teenage pregnant girls, uh, you know, uh, have a, a, a home for runaways. Uh, you know, I build retirement homes for uh, low income. You know, uh, you know, so uh, I'm, you know, I, you know, I, my 30 years with my program, we probably brought into San Antonio mm, 350 million for services, education, Mm -hmm. housing, you know, that's kind of like what I do. I might, you know, my sister is my CEO and she's brilliant. And when it comes to, uh, creating programs, I tell her what I want and boom, you know? So I probably brought in more money than anybody in San Antonio last 30 years, probably size Goodwill. Wow, that's awesome. So, you know. Really good. That's more legendary, that's more legendary than the finger roll. Yeah, everybody don't know that. You got research, you know? Yeah, you don't. You got research, man. I mean, I've been doing that 25, 30 years, man. I mean, but you know, I ain't, you know, I, I, I don't advertise. For sure. You know why? Because I ain't doing it for that. Yeah, you're doing I'm it. I'm doing it for the services, passion. man. We create yeah. service, man. You know, before the pandemic, man, we had 239 employees. Mm. You know, and we probably about a $17 million budget a year. You know, all services now, you know, all federal and state money. For sure. You know, I, I ain't, you know, I ain't making a lot of money. That ain't what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I mean, but. But you, but you changing the, you changing yeah. the experience, you changing the experience of the next person in life who's less fortunate. And yeah, that's going to go, that goes a, a long life. way. Man, that's yeah. gonna live. That's gonna live longer than your kids' kids. Yeah, man. You know I got saying? one. We just we just built one called the George Gurdon Retirement Home, and it's for real low income people mm-hmm. and handicapped. 
So I went to the grand opening and one of the guys said, uh, Mr. Gervin, Mr. Gervin, man. He'd say, man, I'm going to die in here. I said, man, what do you mean? He said, I ain't, no, I ain't have no place to live, man. I ain't leaving till I die. Hmm. He bring you the tears. He said, I ain't had no place to live. You know, he said, I make $12,000 a year, man. Where I'm going to live? He said, you created this. You know, so to me, come on, man. What's going to be greater than changing somebody's lives, man, for the better? I don't know much, man. That ball, man, that's, that's secondary to me. I already done that. You know, I mean, now to have a, a positive impact on somebody's life, man. Come on, man. You know, what can be greater than that? I don't know nothing. You know, I don't know nothing, man. I mean, so that's what my documentary really all, really all about, right? It's my philanthropy work. You know what I'm saying? People don't, you know, people don't know this. That's the highest, that's the highest, you know what I'm saying, gift that you can give, you know, yep. and being a humanitarian. Humanitarian, man. You sure. know, this man, I tell you, my, my sister now, she became a state rep. You know, so she's a state rep here in Texas, you know. So, you know, she down there in uh, in Austin, where all the money at. <laughs> Yeah, I need to I need to highlight you once we get wrapped up <laughs> things up. You feel me? <laughs> she know how to put them on, man. She know how to create these programs, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot, hey, it's a lot of money out there for programs. You just gotta know how to get it. Mm-hmm. You gotta write grants. You gotta write grants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how to write them grants. She write grants to get a hundred on. Yeah, that's no. why I say I need to holler at you because yeah. I'm trying to do something in my community that's, you know, saying bigger than the game of basketball, bigger than a career. You know what I'm saying? A lot, lot of money out there, Mike. Giving real hope. Giving real hope. A lot of money, man. I mean, it's, you know, people just don't know it. It's a lot of money out there, mm-hmm. you know, for programs. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to know how to touch them. You know, you got to know how to, you know, right to get them. You know, and then make it work, man. You know, I got a board, you know, uh, you know, that look over everything, you know, to, you know, protect you, mm-hmm. you know. So, hey, man, it's a lot of good things we can do, man, off this game we played, man, you know, and a lot of us want to. We just don't know where the resources are. You know, that's why we help each other, you know, find the resources, you know, to make somebody else's life better, man. You know, there's a lot of joy in it, man. A lot of joy, you know, in it, man. You know, to the kids, man, they graduated from my school, man. They graduated from school, go to college, graduate, and then bring their babies back to the school. You know, so. How did, um, how did your role as a coach in the big three come about? And, um, I mean, you kind of spoke on it a little bit earlier, but. You know, how's your what what has your experience uh, with that? How has that been for you? It's fun. You know, Q called me when he first started doing it. Matter of fact, I was working out, man. LA Fitness, man. I was getting in the car, being my high school coach, man. And 
Cube called me up and stuff. You know, he texts me, you know, to my, hey, Ice, uh, this Ice Cube and stuff. And I say, oh, yeah. I say, okay, call me. And he called me up. Hey, hey. You know, hey, Ice, I'm ready to do this, man. I want you a part of it. You know, I say, okay. And he say, um, I want to try to start this up next year, man. I called a few of y'all and, you know, I just think it's a good platform to do this three on three. You know, I say, okay, man. I say, okay, I'm with you. You know, so that's how I started, you know, and Hugh, everything he told me he was going to do, he did. He ain't let me down at all. I mean, uh, I really like his vision and what he see. You know, he loved basketball and he realized that it's the platform. You know, there's a lot of guys that want to retire or, you know, a lot of guys that lost opportunities that didn't get it. And he felt that this platform would give him another stage. And it proved to be, you know, uh, we, you know, we have some opportunities that these guys that play in this league can take advantage of and, you know, put you back out there where you can utilize the, the stage that you're on to, you know, obviously make a little money. And, you know, some may be fortunate enough to, you know, continue playing somewhere else. You know, so I, I really enjoy it, man. I enjoy being around the guys. Um, you know, I, I would hope, you know, in the future that a lot of the guys realize this opportunity, man, and, and and take better care of themselves and, you know, respect the league where it can keep going for kids, you know, other guys to come and have an opportunity. We're in a good place. You know, um, this thing can continue to grow, man, to the point to where I, I think a bigger league abides. You know, that's how good it is. You know, um, so, you know, these guys, you know, we want them to realize, man, they can be a part of this foundation, man, of something great, you know, and it's so I, I really enjoy doing it. But, you know, that's how I feel about the big three, man. And, you know, and, uh, I ain't know nothing about you, Mike Taylor, uh, you know, before this, you know, because, you know, I ain't, I don't really dig into the league when I left. But, you know, it's with yourself, you know. I mean, you're a special guy. You know, you're in love with the game. Your ability is scary. Your attitude towards the game is unbelievable. Um, glad I had a chance to, you know, to meet you, you know, and to – I ain't going to say I coach you, you know, just help you, you know, understand where you're at and, and try to keep you focused there, you know, because some great opportunities can come from you, man, just because you've been in love with it, you know. So – the ball again is secondary, you know, it's the other things in life that you can be just as satisfied by becoming successful in this, you know, so. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure to be, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, I was a student of the game, you know what I'm yep. saying? So before it was a Michael Jordan, I was like, you know, into the ice man and into, you know, um, Dr. J and, you know, will magic and all of that. You know what I'm saying? So to actually be able to shake you guys' hands and ride on the bus and you know me, I'm I'm asking a million questions every bus ride, every you know what I'm saying? Every time I'm in your presence, I'm asking a million questions just to absorb that experience. You know what I'm saying? That knowledge, that wisdom, you know what I'm saying? And um 
Man, it's, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure. And I, I'm looking forward to it. Coming back off this injury, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just ready to get back out there. Yeah. We got yeah. we got this part of this part of our show. We got some segments that we kind of like break it, break down some things to where, you know, um, we got a few like rapid fire questions. And then we got, um, you know, some 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 theories that we like to to give you to kind of go about it and then Craig gonna end it with um you know his segment um so Jordan let's get into it yeah let's do it this is the rapid fire one we call it give a dog a bone bunch of easy questions just to kind of wrap off pick your brain a little bit we'll start off this is the underdogs podcast we want to know what your favorite dog breed is um my favorite dog breed is uh Doberman Finch all right. Favorite musical artist? Uh, Miles Davis. Favorite shoe to play basketball in? Nike. Favorite pair of Jordans? Eleven. Hardest player to guard? Oh, uh, wow. Hardest player to guard. Wow, you David ain't play Tom. no D. Did you play <laughs> defense? <Axe? laughs> They didn't pay me. They didn't pay me to guard nobody, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who was the best defender versus you? But obviously now we know no one's stopping you anyway. So who is the, the person Dennis, that would slow Dennis, you down the most? Dennis Johnson. Dennis Johnson. We did say that. Yeah. Least favorite city or stadium to play in? Least? Wow. Back then it was the Cab Center, Cleveland. Okay. Favorite movie? Wow, man, my favorite movie. Uh, let me see, man, Jaws. Okay. Favorite current player? KD. Favorite all-time player? Green. It's gonna do it for the give a dog a bone segment. I'm gonna pass over to Mike for the microwave or oven theory. I I so. I got this little thing. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier in the show where it's like the microwave or the oven. You know, the, you know, you know, the new generation, they they putting everything in the microwave. They just want it right now. You know what I'm saying? I come from a little bit of the older era, still from that cloth to where I like I like my stuff to be oven. I like to be, you know what I'm saying, that process, that that slow burn process. You know, so um I got, a, I got a few theories or a few verses that I want to put out there for you. Would you rather have MJ's mentality or Steph Curry's long range? MJ's mentality. Mm. Would you go with your finger roll or Kareem Skyhook? Kareem Skyhook. LeBron James... Uh, build like his size versus uh Gary Payton's defense. Brian Bill, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that pretty much that pretty much uh wrap it up for my section. Appreciate you. You know it. All right, Ice Man. This this segment is called Overpaid or Underrated, and I we've already talked about it. I mean, you've talked about it earlier, but I still gotta get your opinion on it. All right, so would you rather have 
the exact career you had or cut your accolades in half to win three championships? Career I had. And I already know, because we already talked about it. Very prideful. And you had G and you beating all the champions. So that was on this edition of Underpaid or Underrated. So thanks for that, Iceman. All right. I appreciate you, brothers. We'll move on to the final question. We wrap this every episode up with this question. This You're probably the best person I think ever asked this question to because just of all the, the, the history you've been through, the stories you have, we want to know what is the biggest lesson you've learned throughout your entire journey? Uh, one thing I learned, man, is uh, treat people like you want to be treated. And you, more than likely won't have very many issues. You know, um, relationships mean the world to me, you know, and I think uh, understanding how valuable they are in your life, the quicker you understand that, the better off you'll be. It's deep. It's awesome. Got a, I got another question that I just wanted to, to throw in there since it is, you know, Black History Month. I wanted to know Hey man, y'all brothers, man, be smooth, man. I, I gotta run. No, okay. I appreciate you, Ice. You definitely, you. you definitely um one of the people that embodies this underdog story that we, you know, that we telling here with this pod. So, you know what I'm saying? We appreciate your time, appreciate your knowledge, appreciate the experience and all the wisdom that you dropped on us. You know what I'm saying? Look forward to seeing you. You know they dropped that date, June 18th. Yeah, I'm saying so. Yes, sir. Go work, baby. Yeah, Go to work, yeah, baby. Sir. All right, man. Y'all, much love to y'all, okay? I'm so to you too. Appreciate love. you. All right. Love, Bye. I. All right, y'all. What was the, the Negro Leagues like? Um, were you a and um, like, what did that do around that time frame? Like, what did that do for the sports, for the athlete to kind of uh, see like the Negro Leagues? Well, yeah, I, I didn't know very much about the Negro League. It was a little bit before me. Uh -huh. um, I met some of the players that played in it, Satchel, Page, and, you know, uh, some of them guys, uh, Matter of fact, a couple of guys that lived here in San Antonio, uh, you know, obviously didn't get the, the props that they deserve. Uh, sure. uh, but they still are part of our history. Um, just to know the struggle, you know, that black folks had back in the day when foolish people did foolish things to, you know, curtail another man's, uh, you know, future. So. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm proud that they took the stand, you know, uh, they love the game like we did in love with the game like we did, still played it, um, just didn't get that recognition, man. But I think as time goes and the more we research and find out some of the things they went to, through, that we'll appreciate them more and, you know, celebrate them, uh, celebrate them a different kind of way.